You're listening to WRFRLP 93.3 in Rockland and W257BI 99.3 in Camden. And coming to you over the World Wide Web at WRFR.org. And here's a toast to WRFR's brand new transmitter. Wait, what, what are you doing? Can't have a toast without a drink. Right from the Strand Fountain. Here you go, Dan. Ah, salute. Keep them flying. Careful. Don't spill oh, it. Oh. oh. Now you've done it. It's gone right into the transmitter. I don't see anything. Do you see anything? I, I don't see anything at all, except you about to say it. And that is all that anybody will ever see. All right, look sharp. The Strand is on the air. From the Strand Theatre in Rockland, Maine, by electrical transcription, and from all over via the internet, it's The Strand on the Air, featuring the music of Brittany Parker, a splattering of laughs with the Strand family players, and that rising young singer-songwriter from Play and Possum, Peter Hine. I'm your announcer, Dan Bookham, and here's your house manager, Liz McLeod. Good evening, neighbors. Step right up and present your contactless ticket and step right into the socially distant strand lobby of your imagination. We've just sprayed a big cloud of imaginary disinfectant on your imaginary seat, and there's a complimentary squirt of imaginary hand sanitizer all ready for you as you head inside. And just imagine the pleasure you'll experience as Brittany Parker steps right up to our not-so-imaginary microphone to get things started. Oh, 
here's Brittany Parker from her home studio getting us all going on our August edition of The Strand on the Air. And also stepping up to his own home microphone, all tanned, rested, and ready, no less than our announcer, Dan Bookham. Well, sort of tanned anyway. The mast does tend to make it difficult to get even coverage. And speaking of coverage, and please note, if you would, the clever segue there, I think it's time for the news. Good evening. I'm... Wait a minute. Look, I know we're working on a tight budget here. Can we, can we afford just one more note on that intro? Thank you. Good evening. I'm Chamomile Bourgeois. And I'm Carl Stuffel, with all things rescinded. In the news tonight, the end of August usually means the beginning of school, but in this year of coronavirus, times are anything but usual. School districts everywhere struggle with the balance of safety and education, and creative improvisation abounds. For students who will begin the new school year the way they ended the last one, districts are working to improve and enhance the learning-at-home experience. Dr. Donovetter Spelt is the superintendent of schools for the Culvertville School District. Actually, that's the G-C-B-C-S-D. We're very careful about that. The G-C-B-C-S-D? And uh, that would stand for... uh... The Greater Culvertville Basin Consolidated School District. We're made up of the towns of Culvertville... West Culvertville, Abysmal Point, Leechfield, North Leechfield, Sluice Lake, St. Cistern, and Paradise Beach. Ah, one of those things is not like the others. Paradise Beach used to be called Pogi Flats, but the G-C-B-C-O-C... And that is... uh... The Greater Culvertville Basin Chamber of Commerce. As I say, Paradise Beach used to be called Pogi Flats, but the GCBCOC raised what you might call a stink. Pogies will do that, too. Uh, That's that's kind of a joke. Uh, Is it? I couldn't tell. I have no sense of humor. Ah. It used to flare up at inopportune moments and annoy the school board, so I had it surgically removed. I see, yeah. I I, I guess that's a very popular operation these days. Anyway, to get back to your school district... Yes. We at the GCBCSD face considerable challenges in times like these. Budgetary considerations are a factor in the best of times. Last year, we nearly had to close our high school library. Oh, my. Yes. Someone checked out the book and didn't bring it back. It was most unfortunate. But a generous donor came to our rescue. And bought you a new book? Not just any book, an unabridged dictionary. It contains all other possible books. The students merely have to find the words and line them up. We find that it's a challenging and educational approach. I'm sure it must be. But I understand that your district is not choosing to reopen this fall, that you'll be sticking with online classes for the time being. That's right. We tried to arrange for the necessary social distancing requirements in our school buildings, but, well, there just wasn't enough room. Our buildings are old and small and underfunded, and by the time we laid out social distance between all the students, all the teachers, and all the staff, everyone above the second grade was in the parking lot. Ah, yes. I I don't imagine that went over very well. 
Parents can be very particular. When it rains, they tend to complain if we send their kids home damp.、Mm, I, th- I, I think they would, yeah. Online classes are the only way forward. If the kids get damp, it's the parents' fault, not ours. I see. We live in litigious times. We do, yes, it's true. But there are challenges in online education, aren't there?、Uh, don't you find that the kids get distracted easily? We have a solution to that. This fall, we're rolling out our virtual principal's office. Yikes. Yikes indeed. When our AI detects a child's eyes are wandering from the screen, or if we detect that they've opened an unauthorized app, they get an automated warning to get back to work. If a child gets three warnings, they earn a trip to the virtual office. Oh, that sounds ominous. Oh, it is. Their screen switches to the image of a darkened corridor, and they hear hollow, echoey footsteps. Suddenly, my face appears in the gloom, and then swells until it fills the entire screen. And I gaze out at them and say, I am very disappointed in you. Ooh, I'd have nightmares for weeks. We anticipate very little recidivism. Indeed. Now, now, another disappointment that schools are facing this year is the,、uh, the question of fall sports. There, we have it better than most. Even before the pandemic, we had already decided to terminate our football program for the coming year. Oh, yes. Would, would that have been budget cuts? No. We realized that this year we'd have only 10 students in our high school. I offered to enroll in remedial algebra so I'd be eligible to make it 11 so that we could have a team, but apparently. There's a rule against that.、Mm, how unfortunate. Yes, it was. I was a very fine halfback in my day. But nevertheless, we will have a limited fall sports schedule this year. Our varsity Scrabble team was the Class E main state champion last year, and we hope to defend our title. Our kids are very good at Scrabble because of the. Because of the unabridged dictionary. Yes,、uh, indeed. Precisely. We give our students every possible advantage. It fits in with our district mission statement, giving every child a triple word score in life. And I'm sure they know all the right words to express their gratitude. And thank you, Dr. Donovetter Spelt. Meanwhile, with pandemic spurred shortages of consumer goods continuing to ease, there is a question that's left many wondering just what happened to all of those goods that people hoarded during the early weeks of the crisis? Our investigative team got on the trail of one of the most egregious toilet paper hoarders. And what we learned may shock you. Actually, no, it probably won't shock you at all. She goes by the name of Peiki Yu, and she's a conceptual artist with big ambitions. That is correct. I shall use the humble paper toilet to make a bold statement.、Uh, you have heard of the late artist、uh, Christo? Oh, yes, Christo. Didn't he rap? Oh, he did, he did. He wraps the German Reichstag in the big plastic bag. Oh, he m a k e a bold statement. And I, Peku, too, shall make a bold statement. I have 2,242,000 rolls of paper toilet stored in a bonded warehouse. And I, too, shall use it to wrap. I shall use it to wrap. What are you going to wrap? That is the problem. Je ne sais pas. I, I, I do not know. That is a problem. A conceptual artist with nothing to rap is like、uh, a reporter without a story. But we still have time to fill. So,、um, have you had any ideas? Oh, ideas I have plenty, but they are too obvious, too trite, too banal, too. Oh, how you say? Too jejun. 
I could wrap the U.S. Capitol in the paper toilet, but who would be startled by that? Everybody you meet these days wants to do that. To wrap the White House in the paper toilet, to wrap the Supreme Court. Everywhere you find people who want to do this. Some would say it has already been done. There is no shock. I could wrap Wall Street. That would mean nothing. They would charge admission for you to come and look at it. I could wrap Jeff Bezos. But he would not care. No. Who you think sold me the paper toilet in the first place? No, there is no point. All of my ideas, there is no potential for the controversy. If I do these things, the Facebook, she would not go viral. All these work, she would be for nothing. Oh, I never be the next Christo. I never be the next Banksy. Even Mr. Brainwash, he laugh at me. It is très discouragement. Well, it sounds like you've got a real dilemma. Oh, I fear I did not think this through. In the fires of inspiration, I buy all this paper toilet. It is a symbol of the times, of the crisis in which we live. I am très enthusiastic. I buy and I buy and I buy. I buy on credit. And now all the cards, they maxed out. The creditors, they awaken me in the night to demand the payment. I am tormented. But I am an artist. I am always tormented. I am always in debt. That I can live with. But with no idea, with no controversy, with no publicity, I am lost. I start with the grand dream, the bold vision, but now it is nothing. Mm, the fires of inspiration, they have burned down to a mere ember, a cold and flickering spark that may soon be extinguished, extinguished like my very soul. Maybe if you threw in some of that toilet paper, you could get those fires to blaze up again. You mock me. I deserve to be mocked. Peku has failed. I go back now. Maybe they give me old job back at the mall, demonstrating the hand cream. Oh, no, I am no artist. I have no statement to make. No, uh, even the accents are fake. And an artist without a statement to make is like a reporter who is out of time. And thank you. Hey, listen, buddy. Uh, how would you like to buy some toilet paper? I got the good kind, you know, with the teddy bears in the commercials. Hey, hey, bring your car around. I can fill up your trunk. Right here. It'll make you a good price on it, on a whole lot. See me after the broadcast and we can work something out. And thank you, Peiki you. And finally, one manifestation of the pandemic that you've no doubt noticed with extreme distaste is the inappropriate disposal of personal protective equipment. In parking lots, on sidewalks, on the shore, or just blowing in the wind, discarded masks aren't just offensive and an unsightly nuisance, they're a health risk. But who's responsible? University researcher Prudential Lott has made a detailed study of the problem. We found that most of the masks you see lying on the ground weren't thrown away deliberately. According to our study, approximately 32% of masks were dropped on the ground by accident by people fumbling around in their pockets for their phones because they just couldn't wait to post on Instagram about the deal they just got on kiwi fruit at the grocery store. Fascinating. And, and you say it's always kiwi fruit. We're looking into that. It seems odd, but we do live in unusual times. 
and then 17% of masks dropped on the ground were torn from the faces of overworked mothers by struggling two-year-olds who just do not want to get in the car seat. I think I've actually seen that happen. While you, you can't condone leaving the mask on the ground after that happens, you can certainly at least understand the circumstances. It's very unfortunate. We recommend the more heavy-duty types of masks in such situations, the ones laboratory tested to be more resistant to angry toddlers. We suggest you read the label carefully. Good idea. And 4% of masks dropped on the ground were left there by seagulls, who pulled them out of the dumpsters and tried to crack them open, thinking they were some new and exotic variety of deep-water ocean mollusk. Ah, nature is truly wondrous. But that leaves 47% of discarded masks unexplained. Oh, we have an explanation for those. Ah, and what is that explanation? Those masks are thrown on the ground by, and I want to make this very clear. Please do. Those masks are thrown on the ground by jerks. And there you have it. Scientific proof that reminds us one and all in these times of coronavirus. Don't be a jerk. And for this evening, I'm Chamomile Bourgeois. And I'm Carl Stuffel with All Things Risen. Thank you, Carl and Camille, our very own gifts to ex-post factual journalism. And thank you, too, to our Strand family players. You heard William Zoll and Olivia Vanner pitching in with the news there. And, of course, the indispensable Lily Bonarigo will burst forth upon us later in the broadcast. But right now, it's time to say hey to our special guest tonight. If you follow the local music scene, you know our friends Playin' Possum, who were big hits on the show last winter. But what you might not know is that one of the possums is also a gifted solo singer-songwriter. Peter Hind made his debut on the Strand stage when he was just 12 years old. That was over a decade ago, and over the years, his talent has really blossomed. We're proud to present a young man who's going places and doing things, Peter Hind. Slamming that door again Cause you don't want to hear it Shutting down the facts Cause you don't want to hear them I don't want to hear them Yeah, it sucks to even deal with It's like you and me Now stuck together In the same room In the same space You can leave and that's alright But then you'll fall right back In the same track Copy to a clipboard, paste it back And another synopsis with another lover on another day But you don't understand it and there's just no way hey. Shutting down the facts cause you don't wanna hear them You don't wanna hear them, yeah it sucks to even be long It's like you and me are stuck together in the same room In the same space Alright, but then you'll fall right back in the same 
for an encore later in this program. And you can find more of his original music on YouTube. You know, friends, maybe the most common question I get asked about these shows is, how do you do the sound effects? Now, those of you who've seen our live programs from the Strand stage over the past couple of years, and I assure you we will be doing them again that way sometime, you've seen how it's done with the sound technicians up on the stage. But for these social distancing broadcasts, where I'm the only one here in the Strand, why, the sound effects are all up to me. Now, the first thing you need to understand is that radio sound effects work is not called Foley. Foley is a term that is used in film and television production only, for sounds that are matched to visual images in post-production. And while some of the techniques that are used do overlap, the demands on the sound performer in keeping up with a live radio performance are very different. Now, in Foley work, the sound follows the images that are provided on film or video. But in radio sound effects work, the sound creates the image, or helps to create the image, that the director wants you to see in your mind. It is a very, very different discipline. Now, I knew some of the old sound effects technicians of the 30s, 40s, and 50s, the classic era of radio production in the U.S., and the easiest way to make them mad was to call them Foley artists. They insisted that what they did was radio sound effects and not Foley. So please keep it in mind. Those guys were a rough bunch, and I wouldn't want their ghosts to show up in the middle of the night rattling chains and squeaking doors and all of that. All right, so now that we've got that out of the way, back to the details of how we do it. One thing that's important to know is that there are two ways to create sound effects for radio, by hand props or by recordings. And it is very important to understand that both techniques were always used in radio. The idea that every effect was created with props is a myth. Recordings were used when it was impractical to create, oh, say, a background soundscape using props. And these recordings were specially made for the purpose. They were 10-inch records that ran at 78 RPM, and we use many of these original records in our Strand on the Air broadcasts. For example, uh, if we have a scene out in the street, a traffic background from the standard sound effects library is called for. And what you're hearing there is real traffic. 
It was recorded at the intersection of Broadway and 49th Street in Manhattan around 1940. It's not quite the sounds of downtown Rockland, but it'll do for our purposes. Hey, watch out! See, other sounds can be laid over that recorded background for additional effects. That car almost ran me over was really a live prop here in the studio, an actual car horn that's mounted on a small wooden box and wired through a relay to a 12-volt battery. All I have to do is press a button. There we go. We use props for a lot of effects like that. Things we're using a recording would be difficult to time properly. For example, a telephone. Now, when you hear, say, Mrs. Grundon's phone ring during an abysmal point sketch, that's an actual phone right here on the table in front of me, wired up to a box that feeds 90 volts to the ringer when I press a button. There, now you see, that, that sounds like the real thing, because it is the real thing. And I can, I can pick up the receiver just like, Yeah, I want to order one pint of fried clams, one pint of french fries with vinegar and no salt. A large moxie and uh, Wait, what? I said one pint of fried clams, one pint of French fries with uh, hey hey listen, put Grundon on, will ya? Uh, I don't want to waste my time talking to the well, hell. Look, this isn't even a real phone. Well, you just said it was. Make up your no, mind. What I mean is, it's a prop phone. It's a real phone, but it's not hooked up to a line or anything. Look, ain't this Grundon's clamorama? What what number? No is number. This? Look. I think you just jumped your cue or something. The abysmal point sketch isn't until later in the... Yeah, whatever. Listen, I want one pint of fried clip. And then I can just hang up the phone, and you hear that, too. Anyway, we have a whole case full of props for sound effects that we can use for different situations. Okay, we have, uh, for example, we have different kinds of whistles here. And we can do all kinds of effects with those, as the case may be. And we've got sandpaper blocks. And see, that can be anything from a broom sweeping the floor to a, to a vaudeville dance. And we've got this stuff here. I don't know what this is, actually. It's some kind of dried leaves, but it makes a great sound of people walking in a field. And you know when you, when you hear a door open and close? Well, that's an actual prop door. It's about one-eighth the size of a regular door. It has a rattly old Mortise latch and a knob on it, and it's mounted in a wooden frame that's uh, clamped to the edge of the table here. And you can knock on it and you can open it right up. Yeah, I want to order one pint of fried clams. And there you go. Radio sound effects, done the traditional way with traditional equipment, right here in our Strand on the Air studio. And with that, I think we should go right along into the next musical number. There's nobody home. And while we peek out the window to make sure she still isn't there, Brittany Parker will step up to keep us rolling. I know you may not want to see me On your way down From the clouds Would you hear me if I told you 
up to the halfway point, that moment where we spin out onto the floor and dance right up to the station break. You're listening to The Strand on the Air over WRFR LP 93.3 in Rockland and W257BI 99.3 in Camden and all over the World Wide Web at WRFR.org. into storage until we need him again, we continue with the second portion of The Strand on the Air featuring Brittany Parker, The Strand Family Players, your announcer Dan Bookham, our guest Peter Hind of Playin' Possum, and of course me, Liz McLeod, who really ought to start acting her age. 
We welcome our listeners worldwide who tune into our broadcasts over the Internet. And hey, if you haven't caught up with all our past broadcasts, don't forget we have them for you at rocklandstrand.com or through your favorite podcasting platform, Apple, Spotify, or Stitcher. Well, it's that time of the year when academia once again rears its well-stuffed head, and that means another visit to Uncle Dan's Culture Corner, where Brother Bookham stands ready to shake a dactyl for us. Here once more is that man of letters, none of them postage due, Professor Bookham. I thank you. My selection for this evening is a lamentation for that which we have lost this year. How can it be the end of summer, when summer wast never here? <coughs> Summertime is ending. You feel it in the air. Chilly nights descending, even when the sky is fair. But it isn't usually like this when we approach this time of year. How can it be the end of summer when summer was never here? Picnics on the seashore, they weren't really all that fun. When you had to be sure not to let your children run, you don't know what they might encounter without the right protective gear. How can it be the end of summer when summer was never here? Sundays at the ball game were always such a treat. Fandom we can't proclaim. No hot dog can we eat. A shadow hanging o'er the diamond of a coronavirus sphere. How can it be the end of summer when summer was never here? Empty lies the fairground, no Ferris wheel to ride. Laughter is a rare sound, my grief I cannot hide. The coming autumn looms up coldly, the days all drained of cheer. How can it be the end of summer, when summer was never here? Soon we will be reeling from winter's icy cold. Mornings will be feeling, oh, just so very old. Maybe things will then get better. We'll wipe away a tear. But how can it be the end of summer, when summer was never here. I thank you. How indeed. Thank you, Professor Bookham, for putting words to what I guess we're all feeling but never could hope to express in so articulate a fashion. Please be sure to bring that Pulitzer Prize by when they send it. I don't think I've ever seen one in person. But I have seen our special guest tonight in person, and if you've ever seen the popular Thomaston-based group Playin' Possum perform in your town, you have too. Peter Hine goes solo for us tonight, and we're really happy to have him with us. Sometimes you're up and sometimes you're down Sometimes you're so confused you want to get out of town I can't tell you how it is for you I can just tell you that we all get confused One day you're jealous and one day you're proud At times it's hard to keep your mind from getting real loud The wheels just keep on spinning around Even if you're lying dead in the ground Well, that's just the way it goes Time to pack up your bags now Hit the road, headed out to where the tall wheel grows Out to California, down to Mexico, yeah Oh, yeah 
got a life where you feel small And you don't have a friend that you can call You can't wait for somebody to prove it to You gotta get up, get out, and do it for you Cause that's just the way it goes Time to pack up your bags now Hit the road, headed out to where the tall wind grows Out to California, down to Mexico music spot near you sometime soon and for more of his fine solo work be sure to check out his channel on youtube and johanna and katarina i hope you were listening your brother done good tonight well the summer's drawing to a close for our friends down in abysmal point and for mrs grundon it's the time she dreads most of all that time when her assistant lilita gets ready to head back to college leaving a big hole to fill around the clam shack down by the water and over by the dock, we find Mrs. Grundon and Gertie Crummett sitting outside at the old picnic table engaging in a socially distant game of cards while they talk over the situation. Brittany and the boys will take us on down. Here they are. You gonna draw a card there or what? Yeah, I suppose. Shove them on down here, would you? Shove them a little harder there. I I can't reach. Sorry, uh, let me give him another push there. Thanks. Uh, Let me see now. What are you throwing away there, a ten? So far away, I can't really see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten of diamonds, whatever. Here, here you go, your turn. (laughs) That's what I was hoping it was. There you go. <laughs> Gin. That makes it ten in a row you owe me. Let's see. Uh, count that up. That's uh, $52.80. That about squares my bill for last week. Here, you want to get started on my bill for next week? Uh, I am getting kind of hungry. No, no. I, I, I don't think I got it in me to play no more cards. Uh, I got too much on my mind. Yeah, I know what you're worried about. Uh, it's that kid, ain't it? You get like this every year. Well, it's different this year, you know. Uh, this virus thing going on and all. Uh, she's going off there, going to be in a dorm. You don't know what to expect. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why kids got to go off to college for anyway. 
end up thousands of dollars in debt. I got thousands of dollars in debt, and I never got past high school. That's a strange world we live in. What's that got to do with anything? Eh, nothing really. I just figured I ought to say something. Look, I keep telling you, come up to play the slots with me once this pandemic is over with. Who knows, you might get lucky, clean up some of them debts. Uh, I don't know if it's even worth it. You get it paid off, something else comes along. Remember Merton's gallbladder? Geez, we're still paying on that. Yeah, once you get in a hole, it's awful hard to climb out of a... Geez, Grundin, this ain't like you. Usually you got a scheme cooking up or something, at least. Uh, look, you don't want the kid to go. Usually you'd be right up to scheming something to get it to stay. You sure you're feeling all right. Listen, maybe we ought to take you down to the clinic, get you tested for virus or something. Nah, it ain't that. The uh, thing is, to be honest with you, I'm just jealous of the kid. She, she's going to be going off, you know, and she's going to be doing something with her life, something I, I never had the chance to do. You know, she wants to be a lawyer. Listen, you ought to be interested in that all the times you need one. Oh, she'll be a good lawyer, that one, the uh, way she's always talking. Listen, I wonder if she'll give a senior discount. I'd sign right up for that. Yeah, I'm sure you will. But you know what I mean. I mean, look at us, two old bats sitting around this same old town we grew up in. You know what I wanted to be when I grew up? An actress. I wanted to be in the movies, you know, right up there on the screen, like Shelley Winters or Debbie Reynolds or one of them. <laughs> Looking at you more like Marjorie Maine. <laughs> Always loved them movies she was in there with your Myron and Pa kettle. <laughs> Hey, you laugh. You laugh. You go right ahead. But you remember in high school that play we done? The Cat on the Hot Tin Roof? Remember me up there in my slip? How long does it have to go on, this punishment? Haven't I done enough time? Haven't I served my term? Can't I apply for a pattern? I remember I got chills listening to that. Mm. Always was cold in that old gym there. The heat never did carry too good. I was a good actress, you know. But what happened? I, I, I let Merton sweep me off my feet with that pepsodent smile and that slick hair and them snazzy clothes. And now what have I got? The smile's in a glass, the hair's just a memory, and dressing up means he buckles both straps on his overalls. And here I am, playing out my golden years, scratching out a living selling clams to tourists. No, no, I, I don't blame Lolita for wanting to get out of this town. There ain't nothing for a smart kid like her here. It's just when she goes, I got nobody to talk to, except for you, and let's face it, I might as well be talking to myself. Hey, you remember that one girl that was in our class there, uh, Mildred Hummock, the one that actually did go to New York to be on the stage? Listen, whatever happened to her? Oh, yes, Mildred Hummock. <laughs> I beat her out for that part in the play, you know, and she never forgot it. Mm. Cut the straps on my slip there before the last performance, but I, I managed to hold things together. Yeah, I heard she changed her name and, and bleached her hair and got her nose done, but uh, didn't do her no good. She, she spent a lot of years waiting on tables down there. She did get good at it, and, and then finally she married one of them ear, nose, and throat specialists and uh, moved out to Scarsdale. I think they summer up here now. They're over to Camden or someplace. I run into her once down on the shore here, but uh, I didn't let on. I, I knew who she really was. Uh, 
She had them big sunglasses on, you know, like she didn't want nobody to recognize her. But you recognized her. Oh, yeah. She she could change her name and change her hair and change her nose, but uh, you know what? She couldn't change the rest of her. Mildred Hummock. Uh, oh, ain't thought of her in years. You know, she had a thing for Merton before him and me got together. Oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah, you remember how Merton used to sing? Why, he'd set his tonsils to flapping, and it was like a breath of springtime. Well, yeah, even the flowers on the wallpaper would start to bloom. Yes, sir. It was like Eddie Fisher, Johnny Ray, and Elvis himself walked right in the room and decided to hold a convention. Frank Sinatra used to call him up all the time asking for lessons. All the girls was crazy about Merton in them days, and oh, didn't he know it? Oh, and that Mildred Hummock, oh, she just went right after him like a cat in a sardine factory. But Merton didn't think that was seemly, you know. He was married to his aunt. Till you come along and stole him away. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't quite like that. Uh, you know, he sprung a vocal cord or something one night, yelling to Greasy Watkins down in the pool hall, and that was the end of his singing career. Yeah. Of course, then Mildred didn't have no use for him, and uh, that, that uh, left the field wide open for somebody that could uh, appreciate what else he had to offer. Hey, I can't find the remote. Can you come change the channel? And that was, uh... <sighs> I often wonder. Hey, isn't that your kid there coming up the shore? Hi, Mrs. Grendon. Hi, Gertie. Did you remember to pay for those clams from last week? It's okay, dear. She's all set on that. Lost again, huh? How many games does that make? Well, I better be heading home anyway. I gotta get back the house in time for the Red Sox. Uh, players ain't so hot this year, but that announcer there, that Dennis Eckersley, oh, he's awful nice to look at. You know what I'm saying? See you later. Well? Well. Here we are. Yep, here we are. End of another summer. Yep, end of another summer. I guess it could have been a better summer. Next year will be better. Yeah, yeah, next year. Much better. Yeah, much. So? So? Every year I have to say this, and it never gets any easier, you know? I know. Place ain't the same without you, you know? I remember the first time you come up that path there to sell me clams. Well, you couldn't have been no more than five years old, pulling that wagon with the basket of clams on the back of a... You was bound and determined to sell them. Yeah, and you bought one. One clam. Well, I didn't really need none that day, you know. Uh, Merton had a big haul down there digging, so all I had was... I had all I was really needing. But, uh... It was just so cunning standing there in your little clam digger pants that I, I just couldn't run you off. It was a pretty effective technique. You know that big haul Mr. Grundon had that day? Yeah. Where do you think he got him? <laughs> Figures. What'd you charge him? Twice what I charged you. Hey, gotta do what you gotta do. See, see, this is why you're gonna go a long ways in this world, Lolita. You know the angles. And you know you got to be the one that's ahead of the angles if you ain't going to get the picket end of the stick like I have all my life. That was a long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah. This is actually about the last time we painted the shack here. Look, you sure you don't want to take a gap year, kind of help me fix the place up? 
I wish I could, but you know, heavy class load this year. Pre-law takes a lot out of you. Yeah, I imagine it does. I'm gonna really miss you, you know. Had a lot of kids work here over the years, uh, and every single one of them has left a part of themselves behind. But you, well, you know, you left a real mark. I know. <laughs> I'm really sorry about that, you know. No, that was my fault. Uh, I should have known you couldn't fry clams in a pressure cooker. So much for Kentucky Fried Clams. I did try to tell you. <laughs> you did try to tell me. You, you've kept me out of a lot of trouble over the years, kid. You know that? You know, remember that business with the clam ramen? It had us all tangled up for a while. And then them clam-filled donuts, clam burgers, that was a big thing there. Them, that clam-flavored toothpaste we tried to sell, clam-scented bath oil. All them ideas we tried, and you got me out of every one of them before I got in too much trouble. We've been through a lot, you and I. And you know, I've loved every minute of it. This place has been a second home to me. I've got so I smell clams in my sleep. <laughs> yeah, you and me both there. Reminds me of that clam-based laundry soap thing we tried. Had to throw those sheets away. It was just too much. Grundon's Tang of the Sea for the washing that's as fresh as a high tide. Don't know why it never caught on. But you know, you don't know if a thing is going to work or not until you try it out. That's really a good lesson to learn. I never thought I could go to law school. You know, who from abysmal point ever goes to law school? But you know what? like you said when we made that hundred yard long giant clam party sub for the Culvertville Bicentennial. It ain't a crazy idea if you can do it. We said we were going to do it, and we did it. And that showed me there really wasn't any limit. You know? We really could have used a lawyer then, too. Guess having that thing setting out in the hot sun all day wasn't, uh, wasn't that good an idea. Well, don't worry. When I pass the bar, you'll be my number one client. Yeah, Lolita the lawyer. I will be wicked proud of you, you know. Well, wait till I'm proud then. I don't know if I'll live that long. Hey, Lolita, you ready to go? Just a minute! Oh, hey, this is my friend Aaron. We're riding up to school together. Aaron, this is the famous Mrs. Grundon. Nice to meet you. I heard a lot about you. <laughs> I bet you have. You don't seem crazy at all. Shh! Talk about that later. Um, well, I guess this is it. Yeah, hey, uh, for another year at least. Uh, look, um, you give me a call when you get there, all right? Let me know you got in safe. I don't want to set up all night worrying. Sure, as soon as I get in. Oh, hey, I forgot to turn in my key. No, you be you better keep them. After all, uh, you know, in case the, case the law practice takes a while to get started, uh, you probably want to have something to fall back on. Good idea. Wish I could give you a hug, but you know, social distancing. That's okay, kid. Uh, old bones are kind of brittle these days anyway. Look, you, you, you take care of yourself now. You too. Bye. Goodbye.
great. Here come the mosquitoes. Hey. Hey, that's it. Hey, Merton. Wake up and go dig some clams for me. I got a great idea here. Clam-based mosquito repellent. You ever see a mosquito biting a clam? It'll be the biggest thing we ever did. Come on, let's get started right away. Get them out of there. Come on, let's go. Ah, there's nothing like a good distraction to pick you up when you're down, and you can be sure there'll be plenty more distractions ahead for Mrs. Grundon the next time we check in on our friends down in Abysmal Point. But right now, let's check in again with Brittany Parker. is a burning thing Brittany Parker helping us to pack up the trunk for today's broadcast. You know, this is the last show in our current summer series, but you'll be hearing from us all again before long. You can count on that because, you know, you can count on the strand. And here comes Brother Bookham to prove it. There's only one thing you can ever positively know about tomorrow. It's coming. Just like you can positively know that the Strand Theatre is coming. It's coming at you right now with a range of alternative programming designed to keep you going during this pandemic ranging from our streaming virtual cinema features to the real-world fun of the Strand Drive-In. 
and there's a constant stream of ideas and entertainment coming to you through the Stranded newsletter. And of course, these Strand on the Air radio broadcasts, all keeping the light on till that day comes when the Strand finally reopens its theatre doors to an eager and excited audience. And that's all happening because of you, the members and patrons of the Strand, without whose support we couldn't have survived for these last six months. From all of us, thank you. And thank you to Dan Bookham, the announcer the world awaited, for being with us for these programs over the summer. And we look forward to getting up on the stage with you in person when we can do the Strand on the Air in front of a live theater audience once more. Well, there's no stopping the clock or the calendar. Our show is just about finished. August is just about finished. Summer is just about finished. All we really want now is for the pandemic to be finished. Let's all do our part to help make that happen. Thank you once again to Brittany Parker, the Strands Education Coordinator, and our musical director for these programs, who's been keeping the tunes coming all through the summer for us in spite of everything else that's on our plate. Thank you also to our special guest tonight, Peter Hind. Look for Peter's solo work on YouTube. See him in person, featured with his family, David, Gigi, and James, when Playin' Possum appears in your town. And thank you to William, Olivia, and you, Lily my dear young Strand family players, for always being up for whatever I need them to do. And as always, that big SFL to all the members of the Strand family who are scattered across the country, no matter where you are, and no matter how long it's been since we saw you last, you're never that far away. We'll be back with you before you know it, out at the Strand Drive-In at the Alsted Transportation Museum, or wherever else that things may happen. Keep an eye on the Strand Theater webpage at rocklandstrand.com where there's always something doing that's worth your time. Till next time, I'm your house manager, Liz McLeod, saying stay strong, stay safe, wear your mask, and we'll see you soon. All right, grab the brooms and clean up. Let's go! Strand on the Air, electrically transcribed, is written, directed, and edited by Elizabeth McLeod. Music arranged and performed by Brittany Parker. Technical assistance by Norrie Thompson and Executive Director Jesse Davis. Our Strand family players are Lily Bonarigo, Olivia Vanna, and William Zahl. This is Dan Bookham speaking for the whole Strand family, wishing you good night, good health, and good entertainment. The Strand on the Air comes to you from the stage of the Strand Theatre in downtown Rockland and virtually from attics and bedrooms throughout the Midcoast. This is WRFRLP 93.9 in Rockland, Maine, and W257BI 99.3 in Camden, streaming to you over the World Wide Web at WRFR.org.